What's up, y'all? Let me get my coffee, man. Chilling. Chilling. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, man. See what's up. What's up, man? Let me get my coffee. Fourth quarter pressure. What's up, man? Yo, shout out to the whole world, man. Shout out to everybody, man. Listen, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you share this video. Um, subscribe to my other channel, the podcast with Soul. And, uh, It's chilling, man. It's a nice day. Nice day. And uh, we gonna chill, man. Um, what I gotta say, man? The topic for the day, man. We gonna talk about using your arrogance, using arrogance and conceit to achieve your goals, to stay focused, to stay out of trouble, to stay away from the suckers, to stay with the winners. I don't view arrogance and conceit in the negative light that I was groomed to believe that it was. Now, I'm not a fan of being obnoxious and, uh, you know, none of that. But an arrogance about yourself and being conceited about who you are is really deep down fundamentally uh, a deep appreciation for who you are and a deep love for who you are um, and a deep affection for who you are. It's a, it's a relationship with yourself. It's a it's a way that you look at yourself. It's a way that you perceive your future. It's the way that you perceive your life. It's a way that you perceive what's important to you and what ain't. It's a way that you're gonna decide who you're gonna conversate with and who you not.
got to have a healthy opinion of who you are, man. You got to have certain things in your life that are beneath you. There's certain things that you just won't do. Right? There's certain certain places that you won't go. There's certain conversations you won't have. There's certain people you won't be seen with. And what that does, what that does is that keeps you away from mediocrity, man, and mediocre people. You don't want nothing to do with mediocre people, man. You don't want to have no types of uh, dealings, conversations with people that are mediocre. People that are going nowhere. People that don't have no vision. They ain't got no, no plan, no strategy, no vision. You want to stay away from them people, man. And you want to tell yourself that now nah, I'm better than that. Now nah, I'm better than them. I'm not going over there. There's absolutely nothing I can gain from going over there, right? There's nothing that's beneficial about being with them. You have to be able to, you have to be able to decipher this. You have to be able to, you have to be able to understand this and let them say what they want to say about you. It don't matter. Let them say what they want to say about you. Don't let that bother you. You not concerned with what they think, how they feel. You are concerned. What's of primary concern to you is the achievement of your vision, that inner vision in your mind. That's all that's important to you. And you want to do it the most expeditious way possible. Roland Lee, what up? You want to get to where you're going. MZ, as fast as possible, but without being careless. You don't want to speed and you don't want to rush, but you don't want to be uh, hindered and delayed by bad choices and bad decisions that you're making by choosing to be involved with things that are beneath you. There should be certain things that are beneath you that you just won't do. Huh? And it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to perceive yourself that way. It's okay to be that way. It's okay. A lot of what we learn and a lot of what we taught is subject to review. And this is one of the things. This is one of the things. 
want to have a healthy opinion of who you are. You want to have a healthy understanding of who you are. And you want to shine. And you don't never turn your light down because they say it's too bright. Fuck them. You want to glow. You don't never dim your beacon. You don't never dim your lamp. You don't never dim your light. You don't never blow your candle out because somebody else is feeling less than or inferior because your light is shining so bright. Nah, never that. Never that. You dominate. You dominate. You dominate. You dominate. And you let it be known. And every time you step out your door, every time you step out your door, you come correct. You go hard. You see, the herd mentality When you get involved in the herd mentality, it weakens your position. It can weaken your resolve. When you go along with the pack, see the mob mentality, RH, thank you for that super chat. When you go along with the mob and when you go along with the herd, you begin to adopt the same ideology. You begin to adopt the same mentality. You begin to adopt the same thought processes. You become one of them. And in most cases, in most cases, the mob or the herd is a herd and a mob of mediocrity filled with people, people that are mediocre at best, below average at best. RH, thank you for that $50 super chat. Appreciate you. You got to be able to stand all by yourself. You got to be able to be by yourself, you understand? You got to be able to be like, yeah, I'm all that by myself. I'm all that by myself. Nah, I don't need to do that. And when you And when you activate your conceit, and when you activate your arrogance, this is very important, you have to judge, you have to be prejudiced.
you have to prejudge. Prejudice means to prejudge. Means you step back over here and you be like, you be checking the nigga out. You be, do I really want to get down with them? And you look and you listen and you look some more and you prejudge and you decide whether you better than that or not. Same thing with a honey. You prejudge. You look, you checking her out. You checking her out. You prejudice. Absolutely. Sean G is prejudiced 100% all day. I got to prejudge you because I need to know if you are up to my standards for me to even conversate with you because my standards is high. My standards is high. If your stand is low, we got we not gonna never get along. If you weak, we not gonna never get along. If you strong and your standards is high, and you have a high opinion of yourself, and you have a certain level of arrogance and conceit about you, then we gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. But I have to prejudge. I have to prejudge. I have to be prejudiced so that I could determine whether that's worthy of my time and my commitment because my time is valuable. My time is precious. You understand? My time is precious. You like this leather jacket, don't you? Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. This joint super soft. I bought this on 34th Street in Manhattan over there by 6th Avenue by the Madison Square Garden, a place called the Tannery House. It ain't there no more. I bought it over there. This joint soft. One life to live. One life to live. Hey, RH, where you at? Dimitri Caldwell, what's up? I got your email about the, uh, the one-on-one -on -one mentorship. I got it. I sent it back to you. Hey, RH, come on in there, RH, so I can make you a um so I can make you a um a moderator. I want uh, my man, my nigga RH gonna be a moderator. There you go. RH, I give you the wrench. If you see anybody, anybody coming here that's trying to throw off the flow of the Sunday morning serenity, if they self-esteem low, right? If they coming in with the nonsense, feel free to hit them upside the head with the wrench. It's very important, it's very important that you, the same way that you beat yourself up when you make a mistake. RH, thank you for that super chat. $50 joint ski joint. Thank you, sir. The same way that you beat yourself up when you make a mistake, the same way that you run down on yourself when you fail, the same way that you wallow in the mud when you face a defeat, the same way that you get depressed when you suffer a setback or a fail or a loss, 
conversely on the flip side of that coin, when you do something good for yourself, free reign, when you do something good for yourself, you got to pat yourself on the back. When you succeed over there, you clap for yourself. When you excel over there and you win, you tell yourself, good job, Sean. The same fucking way. The same way. Because the most important thing is the conversation you have with yourself. That's the most important conversation you gonna have in the world, in my life. I'm 53 years old, I look good as a motherfucker. The most important conversation I've had my whole life and what has determined the trajectory of my life was the conversations I had with me. When I told myself I couldn't do that, when I told myself it was hard, I didn't do it and it was hard. Because I told myself that up front. Didn't nobody else need to say nothing. It was what I told me. But when I changed that and I told myself, yo, that's a piece of cake right there. Yeah, I'm gonna get that right there. Yeah, I'm all that. When I started telling myself that and having them types of conversations with me, my life went up. The trajectory of my life went different way. You understand? And then nobody have to say nothing to me. It didn't matter what they said. It didn't matter whether they boo, boo, or whether they, let's go, sure. It didn't matter whether they booed or clap. It didn't matter. It was what I said. It was what I said. That was most important. You understand? To the young people in this room, you in your 20s, listen to what I'm telling you, because ain't nobody else telling you this. The most important conversation you're going to have your whole life is going to be the one that you have yourself. And in my estimation, huh? and with my practical experience, see this isn't theoretical research that I'm telling you. This is empirical research that I've done. This is my motherfucking life. My advice to you would be to eliminate as much stimuli as possible coming into you from sources that don't mean you good, from people that don't mean you good, from mediums and media that ain't about nothing. And surround yourself with other male lions, surround yourself with other baboons, surround yourself with other silverback gorillas, surround yourself with other silverback orangutans, surround yourself with winners, man, and feed off of their stimuli, and let them feed off of your stimuli, and surround yourself with people that have direction. Surround yourself with people that have vision. And it's gonna be a lonely life it's gonna be a lonely life talking to you. You're gonna be by yourself. You're gonna be by yourself. And understand this part, just because you by yourself don't mean you missing out on any kind of fun. It don't mean that you losing. 
all of the people that got a lot of people around them, that don't mean they happy. It don't mean that. No, it don't. No, it don't. No, it don't. No, it don't. Because the key, because the key, the key and the goal is peace of mind and peace of soul. That's the goal. Peace of mind and peace of soul. Until all the young women and the young dudes in here augment your conversation with you. Make sure your conversation with yourself is robust and full of nutrition. Huh? Make sure your conversation with you is power. Speak power to you. Don't tell yourself you, you did that enough. You ran down on you enough. Your family ran down on you enough. Your cousins ran down on you enough. Your school administrators ran down on you enough. The TV ran down on you enough. Don't feed into that. Don't feed into them. You got to tell yourself, say, nah, man, fuck them. It's all about me. I'm the God. I build my world. You understand? I either build or destroy. It's up to me. It's what I think. It's what I do. You a man just like everybody else, man. You a man just like everybody else. And the male gene is the dominant gene. The male gene is the dominant gene. Don't let them fool you. Fool them, devil. I didn't make it that way. The universe made it that way. It was like that before I got here. And it's going to be like that after I leave here. I don't care what they try to do. And you have to understand that. And you have to take your rightful position on this planet. You have to take your rightful position on this planet. Make sure your conversation with you is one of love. Be kind to you. Be compassionate to you. Cheer you on. Clap for you. Look at where you was at. Look at where, you, look at where your life was at. And look at where you at now. Clap for you. Use your arrogance and use your conceit to your advantage. This is about power. My nigga R.H. showing mad love with the super chat. Shout out to my man R.H. and Free Ring. Thank y'all for them super chats. Speak life into you. Don't speak death into you. Speak life into you. Speak power into you. Don't speak weakness into you. Speak power. Speak verbs of power. And see yourself 
where you want to be. Envision in your mind, you can do that. You got that kind of power. All you got to do is just vision what you want to be. Vision where you want to go. And it will materialize. Use your arrogance and use your conceit to win. Be scared. I know you scared. Be scared. Be afraid. But do it anyway and get the courage after the fact. Frank Zulakowicz, what's up, Frank? Thank you for that super chat. Shout out to my nigga Frank. Thank you, Frank. Don't help him. I remember, I remember when I caught my fed case. This is where I'm going. Don't help them defeat you. Don't help them beat you into submission. Don't help them. Don't help them. I caught my fair case. I called my man. I called my man from Florida, from Daytona Beach, Fort Lauderdale. One, one of them down there in Florida, down there in the bottom. He did some fair time. I called my man. I said, yo, man, and people ran down on me, man, isn't it? And I was nervous, and he said, he said, just lay back, man. Don't help the motherfuckers. Don't help them. Convict you, send you to jail. Don't help them, let them do their work. Don't help them destroy you by you talking to you in a defeatist position, in a defeatist manner. You got to get out of that. Your brain need to be washed. Yes, it do. You need to take your brain out of your head, wash it with some soap and some bleach and some parasol and some Ajax and some Dow, you understand, and some Clorox. You need to wash all of that what you was taught and then put your brain back in a clean, brand new brain. Everything that you've been learned, everything that I was taught, Everything that I was learned was subject to revision. It wasn't until later on in life that I said, yo, man, these motherfuckers lied to me, man. Look at all these lies. Things I was told that I built my life on, that I, that I made decisions based off of bad information. Nah, man. Don't help them destroy you by you running down on you too. Don't do that. Help yourself win. Put yourself in a position to win.
put yourself in a position to win. See, I'm arrogant and I'm conceited. I'm all of that. And I love it. Huh? That's why I win the way I win. That's why I prevail. I have a very high opinion of myself. In my mind. I rework my whole thought process about me. I rework my whole opinion about me. All of that. Fourth quarter pressure, thank you for that super chat. My opinion of me is so high. I just don't feel like there's no man on the planet better than me. I really don't. I bet on me. I bet on me. I push all my chips in the middle on me. Now don't get it misconstrued that because somebody is wealthy, because somebody is, let me say this, get him, Sean. Clarify it for him, Sean. Huh? Clarify the position, Sean. Just because somebody has attained financial wealth that somehow they are better than you. Riaz, thank you for that super chat. Riaz making y'all up your game. See, because somebody is financially wealthy, that doesn't mean that they are a better quality of person than you. Number one, you don't know how they attained or acquired their wealth. They may have to steal, lie, and kill to get it, right? And from an outward, looking at them outwardly, from afar, from a distance, you see the glistening and you see the bells and the whistles and you see the shiny stuff. And if you are not, if your thoughts aren't penetrating, you can allow that to lull you to sleep, right? And 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 um, impress upon you that they are somehow better because they have these things but really all they really are are just dressed up garbage cans that's all they really are are dressed up garbage cans and that in their quiet moments when they're alone when they're in public yeah they shine and glow but when they're in their, they're in their quiet moments right and the sun moon and stars that saw everything what they did they don't get no sleep they can't sleep no more than three hours a night because of how they did the people they fucked over and the people they stabbed in the back and the throats they cut to get to where they are they have no peace of mind
So don't be confused. Don't be led astray by that. Don't be led astray by that. And these people with all this power that's doing the things that they're doing have the lowest self-esteem. Have the most insecurities. Than anybody. Which is why they do the things that they do. <clears throat> Don't be led astray by that. Don't let nobody's material wealth make you place them up on some kind of pedestal because they've acquired some kind of material wealth. Don't do that. Don't do that. See? Peace of mind trumps all. Peace of mind trumps all. And you gotta live right. And you gotta do right by people. And I know it seems like the people that do the most wicked and evil things progress the most. But it don't end up, it don't end up good for them. It don't end up, it don't end up good. You understand? Outdoor Matt, what up? Be good to yourself, man. You somebody and you worthy. And there's a battle for your mind. There's a battle for your soul. It's been one. And it's to try to get you to relent and try to get you to quit and try to get you to say, oh, man, I can't win. I, I, I'll do it. I'll do what I don't want to do. I'll say what I don't want to say. I'll say, yeah, when I want to say no, I'll laugh at your corny ass jokes. I can't do it. That's what they want you to do. They want you to give up and they want to break your soul and your spirit down and your fight, but you can't let that happen. You got to use that fight within you. You got to use that fight within you to fight back and fight for your soul and for your right to exist.
All right, thank you for that super chat. You got to fight. You got a right to your life. You got a right to your life. I remember Jeff said that. He said, man, I got a right to my life. White dude said that I was in prison. Jeff was from Michigan. He was in there on some, uh, he was white collar like me. Cool white dude out of Detroit. He was in there on bank fraud. Something like a $4 million bank fraud or some shit he did. And we used to sit down in the education department. We all worked in the education department. Me, my man Monty from Little Rock, Arkansas. My nigga Black from East St. Louis. Jeff uh, from Detroit. I was from Jersey. We would sit down there. Where the other nigga was from? Another nigga from Virginia. See, when you in the feds, you be locked up with people from all over the world. I was locked up with a nigga from China with a Chinese dude. He was the best ping pong player on the compound when he got there. Before he got there, it was a Puerto Rican nigga with a ponytail who said he was the best. And there was another black dude who said he was the best. They used to argue all the time. They was both arrogant, talked about how great they were on the ping pong. But when the Chinese nigga came, he beat both of them, he was the best. And they locked him up in London. He had the highest security clearance in the Pentagon. Chinese nigga. Never will forget it. I ain't gonna say his name. I don't do that. I ain't the police. I don't help them. You, you a rat. I ain't no rat. But anyway, he said, Sean, he told me the whole story. He wrote a book. He said, Sean, man, they locked me up in London. They accused me of being a spy. They accused me of being a spy. Locked me up in London, flew me back to goddamn DMV, Maryland, D.C., Virginia. And couldn't find no charge to put on me, couldn't find no thing. So they charged me with obstruction of justice and gave me 18 months. And uh, we was down in the education department one day and Jeff was down there, white boy Jeff. Him and him, my nigga Black, they used to trade on, Jeff used to trade crude oil. They would trade off of CNBC. Jeff traded crude oil. My nigga Black traded the Japanese yen, the British pound, the Canadian dollar, the Euro, the US dollar, wheat, soy, and corn. My nigga Black was trading eight commodities from inside a federal prison. Brilliant, brilliant man, brilliant. But anyway, get off on all that. Y'all trying to distract me. So Jeff was down there and Jeff, we was, we was all down there in the room and we used to go down there and have these fascinating conversations. And we used to argue and we used to goddamn debate. And one day Jeff said, he said, man, I got a right to my life. He said, man, I got a right to my life. And when he said it, when he said it, it punched me in the, it punched me in the chest. Boom! Boom! Knocked the wind out of me, right? I said, Jeff, what'd you say? He said, man, I got a right to my life. And essentially what he was saying is that 
He has the power, the autonomy. He's an autonomous being, self-governing. Look that word up. Go get your dictionary. Autonomous means that you're self-governing. You govern your own self. And he says, Sean, I got a right to my life. Like meaning he didn't have to fear no more. Colin Marissi, thank you, man, for that $5 super chat. I appreciate you. There was no need to fear no more that he didn't have to listen to anybody or anything. That the very fact that he was born a man amongst men, nobody was endowed with special powers over and above the next man. Sure, there are individuals with high intelligence quotients, right? High IQs that are very smart, but they may be lacking in other areas in terms of will, resolve, resilience, that somebody with a lower IQ may have a stronger spirit and be able to exercise more fortitude to overcome, right? So we all got our strengths and weaknesses, but what he was saying is that he said, man, I got a right to my life. And when you really, when you really meditate on that, when I really meditated on that, what that meant was, man, that I'm in control of my joint. I'm the solar controller of my life. That I have the choice of door number one or door number six. I got a choice. What's behind curtain number two or what's behind curtain number... I could choose what I want to do with my life. It's only when I allow fear, right? Somebody's imposition of fear into my heart and into my mind to relegate me to a frame of mind where I feel like I'm inferior and I can't move. That's my fault. That's my fault. See, that's that feminine principle that they talk about in the Kabbalion, right? The feminine principle, you got the masculine principle and you got the feminine principle. This is the principle of uh, gender. The seven hermetic principles in the Kabbalion. The last principle is gender. And inside the gender, you got the feminine and the masculine. The masculine principle, right? The male, the dominant male is mostly concerned with giving out stimuli he's if he's a real man he's pushing agendas he's giving out stimuli to other males and females and whoever can push out who's ever uh thrust who's ever force of the pushing of the stimuli is the strongest will prevail and women the feminine principle is more concerned with receiving stimuli being told what to do being directed being moved Right? And see, you can't get away, right? You can't be ignorant. I can't be ignorant and say, well, I ain't got no feminine principle inside of me. I, I'm all masculine. That's a lie. That's a lie. All of us, all women have a feminine principle and a masculine principle. All men have a masculine principle and a feminine principle. But it's when you are able to use the principle of polarity to polarize your mind to 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 
put your shit up here and leave it up here. That's the right to your life. You got the right to polarize your mind wherever you want to polarize it. And when we allow ourselves to be dictated to and pushed into these states of fear, then you voluntarily become weak, right? And it be your fault because you don't have a right understanding that you got a right to your life to make your life what it is you want it to be. You get to make your life what you want it to be. And, 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 and the most beautiful thing, and see, this is what drives the point home even further. And this is what makes time of the essence is that you're gonna die one day. Yes, you are. And so am I. Everybody that you see, even these dudes in Davos, the World Economic Forum, the, the, the president, Vladimir Putin, everybody that you see today is getting the hell up out of here. Everybody is going to die. So that being said, that lets you know you equal to everybody, right? And that time is of the essence in terms of you being able to impose your will on your life and make your life what you want it to be. And you have to adopt that mental attitude. You have to adopt that mental attitude that no, you're not gonna dictate to me what I'ma do. You understand? I'ma dictate to me what I'ma do. You understand? This is the point where we talk about where we are the gods of our universe. Not to say that we're gods of the world, some some you know which in my opinion is uh uh foolishness right but within my immediate world with little sean me my body do i wash up do i brush my teeth today what do i eat what phone calls do i take what moves do i make i'm the god of my world right i, I make my world what i want it to be the same with you and and you being the god of your universe the god of your cipher the god of your world right you get to dictate what goes on in your world and that's why you got to be mindful of what you allow to come in your mind man right and you got to tell yourself that you got a right to your life if you want to pick up tomorrow, if you want to pick up tomorrow and move to goddamn Bangladesh, you could do that. If you want to pick up tomorrow and move to Bolivia and go live in the jungle in the trees with no cell phone and goddamn you just catch squirrels and catch fish out the water and eat the goddamn fruit off the tree and get away from all this, you got a right to your life. God, the, the overwhelming power being the superpower. The supreme being, the sun, moon, and stars endowed you with that right. You can make that kind of choice. But, like me, and most people, we become addicted. We become addicted to this, 
the bells and whistles of life, the Wi-Fi, the food in the supermarket, you know, traffic signs, paved roads, clothes, leather jackets, and we can't even conceive. We feel like we must stay here and endure the madness that's going down, but really we afraid to really go and start all over. But see, see me, I've been to prison, man, and I've lost it all. I've lost all of my wealth. So I know about starting over from nothing. I know about having nothing and surviving with nothing. So if I wanted to pack up tomorrow and move to goddamn Mozambique, or if I wanted to pack up tomorrow and move to Croatia, some of the remote rural places of Europe, or or in the trees of Laos or Vietnam, or in the bushes of uh, uh, El Salvador, the jungles of Costa Rica, I could make it. I know for a fact I could make it. I could make it. And there's a high probability that my health and my mental health will probably get better because I won't have this, right? I'm gonna be eating all natural fuel foods. I'm gonna be getting crazy sunlight, right? I'm gonna be mobile. I'm gonna be eating fish out of clean water. My life may elevate my, you understand? My thoughts and my thinking won't be clouded no more. I won't have no bills, you understand? My pineal gland will open up. I'll be able to activate that DMT, that dimethyltryptophan, and be able to do superhuman, super powerful things. You understand? Somebody got hit upside the head with the wrench. Somebody got hit upside the head with the wrench. But see, I can't make no moves because I got an 11 year old son and his mother, you understand? But if it was just me, if it was just me by myself, if I didn't have little Sean, man, I would have been up out of here. I would have been up out of here. I would have been up out of here start all over because for me because for me the goal is not to get rich whether i die rich or die poor or i die uh being able to sustain myself that doesn't determine the quality of my life or whether i was a, i was a success or not i'm already a success my self-esteem already high my arrogance already high my ego already high. I'm already conceited. So I already feel like I'm better than everybody. So the amount of money I have, or that don't mean a motherfucking thing to me. That's for the suckers. That's for the niggas. Most of them dudes from Davos, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab and Gates and all them, them niggas was the corny dudes in school. Them dudes was the corny dudes in eighth grade, ninth grade that nobody talked to. They never got picked on the playground to play kickball. The girls, they never had no girls. You understand? So, like, they need these things in order to make them feel valid. I was always fly my whole life. I've been like that my whole life. You understand? So, I don't... I don't need things or or you know what i'm saying to 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 validate and put a stamp on me whether i was a success or not and we really don't when you really look at it 
and you look at all of the people that made an impact on the world, the people we still talk about to this day, these game changers, right? These people that we look at today as gods. Check me out. Steve Jobs, right? People still talk about Steve Jobs today. The company he built is probably the most valuable company. It was worth like three trillion. I don't know what it is now. The stock is trading. It closed Friday at like 140. What did Apple close that Friday? 146 and some change. It's going up to 150. But we think about, we don't say how much money Steve Jobs has. We look at Steve Jobs and say, this nigga revolutionized communication. When we look at uh, Muhammad Ali, we don't say, oh, how much money Muhammad Ali had. This no, we look at what he did for humanity, right? And, and, and what he, you, the people we look at and idolize after they've passed on to the world, to the next phase and the next plane of existence, we look at what they did, not how much money they had. Remember that part. Remember that part. So don't get caught up. Yeah, it's nice to have nice things. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to have nice things, but don't let that be the end all be all for you and the desideratum and the deciding factor of how you feel about you and how you don't feel about you based on what you got. This, that's small potatoes. That's for niggas who's got self-esteem, low self-esteem. That's for dudes that got low self-esteem. That's for girls that got low self-esteem. You see the kind of car I drive. You see the kind of car I drive. You understand? You see what I do. And I'm still money. Yeah. Hit that like button. Hit that like button. Use your arrogance and use your conceit to win, man. Stay away from weak people. Stay away from the suckers, man. Stay away from them. Prejudge people. Be prejudiced. Prejudge them. And decide whether you want to hang out with them or not. Decide whether you want to conversate with them or not. I can have a conversation with somebody and I can decide in the first three or four minutes of the conversation whether we got anything, whether you on my level or not. And you can have a higher net worth than I can, I have, you can have all kind of European cars and all kind of designer bags, but you, you beneath me, you beneath me, you beneath me. I'm a solid individual. I'm a solid man, 100%, 100%. And I worked on myself to get here. I wasn't always like this, but I've done the work to get myself like this.
not intimidated by no man, no people, no nothing, no nobody. I'm a true man, I'm a real man, a man amongst men. Don't nobody tell me what to do. I control my own destiny with my thoughts. I got a right to my own life. No man gave me this life. Some on the stars didn't put no other man here to dictate my world to me. Nah, I don't believe that. I'm not of that opinion. Y'all like this leather jacket right here, don't you? Yeah, I know you do. This shit's soft. I was in the hospital the other day. Lady had a baby. I was in the hospital. Lady had a baby. And the hospital ran out of blankets. You know, when the baby first come out, they put the baby in a blanket, a real soft blanket. They ran out of blankets. They said, yo, we ran out of blankets. I was chilling there, had my jacket on. Somebody said, use my man leather jacket right there. They came and felt it. They said, ooh, this softer than a blanket. I took my jacket off. They laid the baby on my jacket. Man, that's how soft this leather is, man. You see, this shit's shining too, ain't it? This shit's shining, ain't it? Yeah, I know you want one. I know you want one. I know you do. I know you do. See, you gotta be a special kind of nigga to wear a jacket like this, man. You understand? Get this shit, man. Why I look like this? Why I look like this? You understand? And I work out. Look at how my jacket full. My chest and shit. My chest come out through the jacket. You understand? My chest come out through the jacket. Honey see me, said, damn, look at that nigga jacket. Look at how his chest sit up in the jacket. Look at his beard. Look at his pretty skin. Goddamn big ass lips. Pretty teeth. Look at that right there. Nigga look good, man. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I take pride in myself. Make sure I look good. Goddamn nigga, 53. Honeys be like, damn, I thought you was like 37, 38. I'd be like, nah, never that. Never that. Old school nigga, man. And you know what they want to do? They still want to give me some. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And you know what I do? You know what I do? You know what I tell them? I say, yeah, I want some. Yeah. Yeah, I want some. I want some. All right, man. All right, man. I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee on my live. They ain't paid me no money. Yo, Dunkin' Donuts, send my check, man. Send my check. Because if I drink your coffee and these niggas see, you, see me drinking your coffee, they going to buy it because I drink it. I'm better than you, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. Yeah. What's up? Look at my bed, man. My bed money, man. My bed money, man. I'm finna get up out of here. What time is it, man? I gotta go pick Sean up from basketball, man. Gotta go pick him up, man. I'm a father. I'm a I'm an active father in my son's life. I'm an active father in my son's life. And ain't no motherfucker in the world, not even his mother, gonna take me out his life. Nobody. Because 
Sean came to me from the sun, moon, and stars. I had went there. I'm going to tell y'all a story. Then I'm going to have to get up out of here. I always wanted a son, right? I always wanted a son. I always wanted a son. I always wanted a boy child. I wanted a man child, right? So I had all this money and shit. I had all this money. I had all these fly clothes, fly cars, real estate, stocks. I had all this, but I ain't have no son. So I was like, damn, I want a son. So I went to Sudan. I flew to Egypt first. I flew from New York to Cairo in Egypt. And then from Cairo, I flew to Khartoum in Sudan. And I went on this, uh, I went on this uh, safari. Me and this dude named Ramadan. Ramadan was from South Sudan. Nigga was black, super black. Black like this goddamn jacket and sweater I got on. I had never met this man in my life. And the dude that ran the company that did the, that did the, um, the, the, the excursions, his name, what was my man's name? Ahmed. What's his name, Ahmed? I think his name was Ahmed. Nigga was short. I'm short, nigga. I'm only 5'7". This nigga was shorter than me. He was like this. And he met me at the airport in, in Khartoum. And he says, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Sudan. So I'm with him. I don't know nobody. I don't know no first time ever in Sudan. I fly over there. I show up like, yeah, what up? I don't know nobody. Everybody looking at me. They all, it's a Muslim country. So they all got galabias. You understand? I'm chilling hard. I got my Mets hat on and shit. Bad. So, uh, Ahmed comes and says, welcome. So he take me, put me up in the hotel. So I chill around. I chill around Khartoum and Omdurman for like two days. And he says, Sean, tomorrow you're going to go on your tour into the desert. Because I wanted to go... Um, the 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 ancient egyptians right the ancient egyptians not the modern day egyptian the modern day egyptian is an arab he's not the true original egyptian right the arabs came into africa around 638 bc 600 no 638 a.d i'm sorry B.C. and A.D. is the demarcation line. It really stands for, B.C. stands for Before Common Era, and A.D. stands for Anno Domini, right? But it's that demarcation line. So they say before Christ and after the death of Christ, right? The, the modern-day Egyptian, the Arab, doesn't come into Africa until 638 A.D. The ancient Egyptians that I speak of were the pyramid builders going back 6,000 years, right? These were the Africoid types. This was the, the, the black nigga, you understand? So, um, the ancient Egyptians were a colony sent out of Sudan, sent out of Nubia. The Nubians, or the Anu people, were the first people in the Nile Valley civilization. They sent the ancient Egyptians up the Nile to settle the upper part of the Nile of the uh, of, of, of Egypt, right? So I go to Sudan because I learned this information that 
It's really the Nubians or the Sudanese who are really the fathers of the ancient Egyptians, right? So when I so I go, they say they got more pyramids in the Sudan. Sudan has more pyramids than Egypt. Egypt has about 129 pyramids. Sudan has like 217 pyramids. There's more pyramids today. I'm talking about right now today. There's more pyramids in Sudan than there are in Egypt. They don't never talk about that because the people in Sudan are the color of this jacket. You understand what I'm saying? The same hieroglyphs, the same temples, the same god Horus, Osiris, Isis, or Heru, um, uh, Osiris, Isis, and Horus was the Greek name. The ancient Egyptian name was um, Heru. What was his father's name? I forget. But anyway, so I go down there. You know me. I got to find shit out. I want to know the truth. Don't lie to me. So it's more pyramids in the Sudan? Fuck it. I'm flying to Sudan. So I fly over there. And he says, Sean, tomorrow you're going to go into the desert to see all of the pyramids and all the temples in Nubia. So I'm like, bet. So my man show up, Ramadan. Ramadan is as black as this coat. He is black as this jacket. Cool as a motherfucker, right? So I greet him up. We greet each other. I don't know this man from nobody. We go to the grocery store. We pack. We buy all kind of cereal, all kind of food. Put it in the back of the pickup truck. We got our tents back there because we're going to be sleeping out in the desert. And uh, so me and Ramadan jump in this pickup truck. And we troop into the desert, 1,500 miles. He don't know me. I don't know him. You understand? I ain't scared of nothing, right? So fuck it. I get in there. We go. We driving, just me and him. So brilliant, brilliant man. If you look at him, he's on YouTube for a lot of the other European anthropologists. When they go to the Sudan, they pick him. Cedric Webb, I see you. They pick him to lead them into to see these temples, right? So come to find out, Ramadan speaks five languages. He speaks Arabic, his native South Sudan language from Juba. He speaks German, uh, French, and I wanna say maybe Italian, right? So we out there and I said, yo, Ramadan, I said, yo, Ramadan, when we gonna get to the Nubian desert? I wanna go to the Nubian desert. He said, we gonna go. He said, we gonna go. So we driving, we driving, we drive so far into the desert, right? It's like driving from New York to Colorado, just me and him. So I'm out there and shit. I'm like, oh shit, I'm out here with this nigga, man. I don't even know this nigga, right? <laughs> so, but see, I made it back. I'm here, right? You gotta take risk in life. Little risk, little reward, big risk, big reward, right? So, we get to the Nubian Desert. We get to the Nubian Desert. And I had already told myself, I said, man, when we get to the Nubian Desert, I'm gonna pray to God to give me a son. I swear to God, I swear to God, true story, man. True story, man. So we get to the Nubian Desert. 
I'm playing uh I'm playing Stevie Wonder in my uh headphones. I had the little iPod. Remember the little iPods back then? I'm playing Stevie Wonder ass. Do 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 as around the sun the earth knows she's revolving. And the rosebuds know the blooming early May. Just as hate knows love's the cure, you can rest your mind assured that I'll be loving you always. <laughs> oh shit. So I pray for I pray for I pray for a son, right? Soon as I get back to the United States, Sean's mother get pregnant. True story. Swear to God, swear to God, swear to God, right? So that being the case, I said, see, ain't nobody gonna take my son away from me, man. They ain't, I just, I just, that just ain't, that's mine, man. That's mine. Not even his mother, nobody, nobody. You understand? The male gene is the dominant gene, and that's what it is. And me and her used to fight. We was in custody court, child support court, all that custody. I was down there representing myself in court. I ain't have no lawyer. I went pro se. And you see where he been at. You see where he be. He be with me. Yeah, man. So, you know, that's my life, man. That's my life, man. That's my life. Always, always, always fight for yourself, man. Always fight for yourself. Let me get out of here. I got to go get Sean, y'all. I got to go get Sean. So listen. Um, thank y'all for coming. We meet here every Sunday around the same time. We meet here every Sunday around the same time. And, uh, hey, Rue. Osiris, Isis, and Horus. But that was, they changed them names after the Greeks came. Because Horus really was Heru. And his father and mother's name was, um, I forget. I forget. Anyway. All right, y'all, let me get up out of here, man. There it is right there. There it is right there. The original um, name was Asar or set in Heru, the father, mother, son. The Greeks came in and made it Osiris, Isis, and Horus, and then the Christians named it, made it Jesus, I mean, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. The, the, the same thing, the same story, the same story. The prodigal, you know, the, 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 the godson. Yeah, that's it, Osar or set in Heru. That's it, that's it. Yep, all that stuff is in everything, every religion, every, all that stuff is in Africa, man. All that stuff is in Sudan and Egypt. All that stuff, man. Asar, Oset, and Heru. Yep, I saw all of that. You go there today, you see all in the hieroglyphs. They got that, they engraved that shit into the granite, man, into the limestone. Oh, man, fascinating, fascinating stuff. All right, y'all, let me get out of here. Peace.